0: Daniel 1, verse 8 through 21. But Daniel, he resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king who assigned your food and drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who were your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. But Daniel said to the steward of uh, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah, Test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths of the kings be observed by you. And deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in the matter. He tested them for 10 days. And each of the 10 days, it was seen that there were better appearances, fatter in the flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine that they were able to drink and gave them vegetables. As for the four youths, God gave them learning and skill and all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in visions and dreams. And in the end, when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king spoke to them, and among all of them was found uh, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they stood before the king. And in every manner of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in his kingdom. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. So, word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Really interesting story. Indeed. Um, You know, obviously Daniel had vowed to kind of keep his Jewish vows as he went over into the Babylonian captivity. He did not assimilate to their mm-hmm. culture. Um, and of course, initially, the eunuch is very nervous about this because he's like, well, he's going to grow scrawny and strong. Um, but, um, of course, that's the opposite of what happened. Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego or Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah they grow stronger. They grow better looking than everybody else. Uh, so it's a, it's a very
1: powerful story. Thus, the Daniel diet was born.
0: Oh, man. The Daniel fast. A, a favorite of the evangelicals. <laughs> yes. This is the moment that Daniel looked into the future and he said <laughs> millions of dollars could be so made. So much money. On this little story. Yep. Vegetables and water. No, I mean, that that is like a great, interesting little point. I mean, there's... There's no personal gain here. His his yeah. idea is I want to please God. Yeah. I want to do what my God wants me to do. I want to honor the Lord with what I put into my body. Yeah. And the Lord blesses him.
1: Yeah, you have to wonder, you know, it says that um basically after Daniel and his crew uh, show out better than the other Babylonian young men. That then the steward takes away all of their food and wine privileges, and they all get vegetables and right. water. Right? Oh so man, probably not great for the I public know. reputation. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what what do you make of uh? You know, basically, because I, I do think like the the impulse with this story uh is to maybe go, I mean, we're joking about the Daniel fast, but that kind of is what we tend to do with scripture is is maybe hit the top level and miss what's going on deeper. But, you know, Daniel in, uh, abstaining, there's sort of like this, the stubbornness that I think we could see, but ultimately it's this desire to honor God. So how do we, you know, you're talking about in the life in Babylon series, our impulse is often to become sort of either ass- fully assimilate or become like separatist, and I right, think we right, could right. misread this into like the separatist attitude. So, what what do you make of the Daniel? Well, and that's the an interesting
0: thing about it. I mean, you know, I would probably need to study this a little further, but it it doesn't seem like Daniel is being rewarded because of the food that he's eating, mm-hmm. because I mean, at the end. Even though everybody after ten days has come onto the same diet, Daniel's still a hundred times better than um, you know, everybody else. He's still or ten times better. He's still way better than everybody else in the kingdom. And so what's going on here? I, I don't I think that it has less to do with like the food and what they were doing. As more and and you know, with all due respect to the Daniel fast And it has more to do is just like what does it mean to obey God? Mm-hmm. Now, I you know very practically, I think part of obeying God is eating right and eating in a way that honors your body as a temple of the Lord. But Daniel had resolved in his heart. I mean, that the key to me is Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself. I mean, that's it. Daniel defiled himself. No matter what was going on around him, he would not defile himself. Why would he not defile himself? Why would he not just go in? It's because he loved God. And he wanted to be in communion with God. He wanted to be close to God. Mm. And to me, that's like the question of the text for me. It's not like, do you want to be blessed? Just eat vegetables and drink water. It, or do you want to be blessed? Like do something kind of defiant. No, it's more like, do you love God? And 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 will you let anything stand in the way uh, between you and God? And mm. and I, I do think one of the problems with, with Christianity, Will, is that Christians— contend to obey in a very self-righteous way. And so we want our righteous deeds to be seen by others. We want our righteous deeds to be praised by others. Mm-hmm. Jesus warns against this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we want, you know, to obey God and then something big to happen. And I think we miss, no, actually there's something bigger going on here that God wants us to know mm-hmm.
1: him and to know his way and to and to see his life on earth. Well, you know, one thing that I find interesting, and this kind of resonates with, uh, my, I was an English major in college. So it kind of resonates with my English major brain, but Daniel, you know, he, him and his buddies have gone into sort of this like elevated captivity, uh, where they're sort of like trained, Uh, royalty in a way, Um, but in a very much within the identity as exiles and kind of trophies of Babylon's conquests. But even while maintaining their honor integrity, you know, that the text tells us that they grow, they grow wise in the eyes of Babylon and in the literature of Babylon. And, uh, they, they, excel at the education of where they are. And I think that there is like a very practical wisdom here. Obviously we talk about, and scripture talks about a lot, the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of the world. Right. Um, And in many ways those are um, contrasted, but I do think that we sometimes might miss the ways in which, you know, we can, we can be shrewd and we can be wise and educated and excel in the world in a way that honors the Lord.
0: One of the next sermon series that I'm doing is a
1: series.
0: Well, so we're going to finish up life in Babylon and then we're going to do a series on Matthew 25. We're going to do a series on Colossians and in the middle of this little series on Matthew 25 and Matthew 25, the famous passage of sheep and the goats. When did I see you poor? When did I see you in prison? When did I see you sick? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so it's this, it's this passage all about like mercy, it's this passage all about like humility and compassion. But right before that passage is the parable of the talents, mm-hmm. where Jesus says to the person with one talent, he just buries it, you wicked and lazy servant. This is like, you know, look, I'm going to entrust you with power. I'm going to trust you with wealth. I'm going to trust you with all sorts of things. How mm-hmm. are you using that for the sake of my glory? Mm-hmm. How are you engaging with the world? Yeah. Are you actually being a good steward here? And even like in life in Babylon. So I'll go and kind of give you a preview. The the the, the, the 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 text that we're looking at in Daniel is more about faithfulness in the face of like great adversity. And we're going to look at Chadrach, yeah. Meshach, and Abednego. But the other two, we're looking at Joseph and we're looking to Esther. And one of the things that's so interesting about both of those guys right now, it, it, both of those guys, is that they um, they both find a way to be kind of valuable where they are. I think that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And by being useful where they are, they actually have great influence in
1: the lost and dying. Totally, absolutely.
0: Well, I, I'm loving this study. I know we're chipping all the way through it. It's about to get spicy. It is. We got some dreams coming up in chapter two. So, oh, yeah. for Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees, and we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word.